Welcome to the Crosstower Market Color Call. It is Wednesday, January 12th. I'm Martin Gaspar, research analyst. With me is our trader, Chad Steinglass, and data scientist, Catherine Webb. Chad, how are things in the market looking this morning? Good morning, Martin. As a little bit of a uh, wrap-up from when we last spoke on Monday morning, we had a uh, uh, pretty hard sell-off on Monday. Uh, uh, Bitcoin dropping below 40, ETH dropping below 3,000. Uh, along with macro markets really selling off as well, a continued kind of correction after uh, the, you know, the, after the Fed minutes uh, last week showed uh, even a, a more aggressive tightening schedule, um, and really, especially talk of uh, a reduction in balance sheet as kind of a, a, a bearish surprise or a hawkish surprise. Uh, since then, kind of midday on Monday, we've had a bit of a relief rally. Uh, yesterday, we had uh, Fed Chairman Powell's testimony before uh, Senate committee, uh, his testimony basically before his renomination to uh, be chairman of the, of the Fed. Uh, and during that testimony, we saw more relief rally. Uh, prices started to kind of uh, continue to lift back up. Uh, Powell talked a lot about, uh, you know, the path, the path of tightening, uh, and he seemed to be dialed a little bit back from uh, what the minutes were saying when he was talking about balance sheet reduction. He really just focused on allowing assets to roll off uh, naturally rather than uh, talking about selling anything. And I think that was one of the things that had kind of spooked the market was the idea that the, the Fed might actually sell assets off its balance sheet to reduce that rather than just letting them mature. Uh, so we have seen uh, positive bias since then. Uh, you know, uh, equity markets have kind of come back to where they were uh, on Wednesday of last week, and the crypto markets are also uh, are bouncing a little bit. We've got back up around thirty three hundred right now, and uh, Bitcoin trading around forty uh, forty three thousand right now. Um, kind of similar relief kind of across the whole at, uh, asset class. Uh, however, we do have a data point coming up in just a couple minutes. Uh, you know, we're recording this right now uh, around around 8 a.m. Eastern time, and at 8:30 a.m. we have uh, CPI data for the month of December. Uh, that's going to be another thing that investors look at to see is uh, you know how how aggressive they think the the Fed will be. Um, you know, everyone kind of anticipates the first rate hike in March and the, and the uh, halt of uh, asset purchases in March as well. Uh, and then anywhere from three to four rate hikes in the next year. Uh, but people are going to be looking at the CPI data. If it's going to kind of become lower than expected, then the anticipation is that, uh, you know, that, that March rate hike will still probably hold, but probably only looking at three hikes next year. Uh, if it comes in higher than expected, there's some outside chance that we might get a hike even earlier than March, and then we might be looking at four hikes next year. So uh, really looking at this CPI data that's going to come out uh, just now and see if we uh, can't keep this little rebound. Back to you. Thank you, Chad. On the crypto front, derivatives decentralized exchange DYDX provided an updated roadmap saying its version four is due by the end of 2022. 
the update will allow it to become fully decentralized with no central components where all aspects of the protocol are controlled by the community. Also, no central party, including DYDX Trading Inc., will have the ability to receive trading fees on the platform. The main aspect for decentralizing it is decentralizing order books and matching engines. Other additional improvements, which could be included in version 4, are additional trading products, including spot margin and adding synthetic products, improved margin and collateral options, improvements to market structures and trading, as well as the addition of new trading markets. Jack Dorsey is helping launch a new fund to help defend Bitcoin developers against legal action. Dorsey sent an email addressed to developers, which described the open source community as especially susceptible to legal pressure. In order to address this, Dorsey proposes a coordinated and formalized response to help defend developers. The Bitcoin Legal Defense Fund is a nonprofit entity which will aim to assist developers with legal disputes that might interrupt their work. It will do this by helping to appoint defense counsels, devising defense strategies, and footing legal bills. The proposed service will come free for developers of Bitcoin-based projects. The fund will be staffed by volunteers and part-time lawyers to begin with, and a board will be responsible for allocating its resources. The first use of funds will be to provide outside counsel for the Bitcoin developers who are being sued by Craig Wright's Tulip Trading Limited over an alleged breach of fiduciary duty. Limpo, an NFT minting platform, has suffered a hot wallet security breach and lost around 165 million LMT tokens worth nearly 19 million at the time of the hack. A blog post from the team stated that 10 different project wallets were compromised in the attack. Most of these stolen tokens were sent to a single address, swapped for Ether using DEX's Uniswap and SushiSwap, then sent elsewhere. The team tweeted that they are working on stabilizing the situation and resuming all operations back to normal, and also stated it had removed liquidity LMT from its pools to minimize disruption to token prices. Finally, on the Twitter front, uh, there's been a, a bunch of tweets about Andre, developer Andre Cronier's new protocol for protocols on Phantom, which will feature emission-based incentives and an automated market maker. There are also a lot of tweets uh, from some on-chain metrics from Glassnode. Uh, we saw a rare buy signal flash from uh, the metric called Entity Adjusted Dormancy Flow. Um, this has only flashed a few times in Bitcoin's history. And it has previously marked uh, you know, market bottoms for Bitcoin. So it'll be interesting to see if that holds this time as well. I'll pass it over to Catherine now to discuss some funding news. Thank you, Martin. Binance Labs has announced that it will contribute to the Oasis Foundation, their 200 million ecosystem development fund. The head of Binance Labs, um, Binance Labs funding has highlighted the Oasis network's scalability, privacy-preserving features, as well as the advancing Web3 development as the reason behind the project's backing. Decentral Park Capital, which has 140 million in assets under management, now has a 75 million fund to invest in DeFi initiatives. The fund has already deployed around 45 million of its total into investments that are focused on multi-chain. Other areas of interest include decentralized exchanges, lending protocols, derivative, structured products, oracles, staking, and middleware infrastructure. 
We have some merger news. Um, Vardy Investment has completed the takeover of security token platform INX in a reverse merger and has changed its name to INX Digital. Vardy has acquired all outstanding shares in INX, including uh, 39.6 Canadian uh, million in Canadian dollars in a private placement that NIX previously raised. Next up, some mining news. Hive Blockchain has mined 100 and 70, sorry, 1,768 Bitcoins in 2021, all of which the company still holds. They also mined 41,966 Ethereum, a portion of which was sold for chip upgrades, and 46,200 um, Ethereum Classic, all of which was sold. Hive's Bitcoin production rose by 12% in December, mining a total of 245 Bitcoins, while Ethereum production fell by 7% with 2,178 Ethereum mined in December. Iris Energy's average hash rate has increased by 14% for the month of December, while operation revenue fell by 6.4% to 6.2 million. This was all disclosed in an SEC filing. Iris's hash rate has reached 748 pentahashes per second in December, with 124 Bitcoins mined for the month. This increase was attributed to the installation of 166 new mining rigs, which replaced older mining machines. And the decrease in operational revenue was attributed to the drop in Bitcoin price, as well as the increase in mining difficulty. Lexor has launched a new service for buying and selling Bitcoin mining machines. The new trading Desk will allow companies to purchase will allow the company to purchase and sell specialized Bitcoin mining hardware on behalf of the Lexor teams, miners, and other investors. The company also has plans to launch a hash rate derivative and trading product, which will be on the marketplace where miners and investors can purchase hash rates and/or derivatives tied to Bitcoin's hash rate. A solo Bitcoin miner with only 126 terahashes per second of computer power managed to successfully mine block number 7,180, sorry, managed to successfully mine a Bitcoin block number on the Bitcoin network. The odds of this happening were one in 1.36 million based on the hash rate and mining difficulty. The lucky miners secured the 6.25 Bitcoin block rewards and an additional 0.1 Bitcoin was earned as a transaction fee uh, transaction reward fee. Some regulation news. REP has announced that the US, uh, US subsidiary RampSwap LLC has received its registration as a money, money service business with the Department of Treasury Financial Crimes Enforcement Network in the US. RAMP also holds regulatory clearance in the UK with the Financial Conduct Authority and Poland's Financial Supervisory Authority. Next up, some Metaverse NFT use. OpenSea is on track to break its own um, record for monthly sales on Ethereum. So far, we've got over 2.1 billion in NFT trading volume recorded for the month so far. And the current highest previous month was August of 2021, where OpenSea recorded 3.5 billion in trading volume. eToro has introduced Metaverse Life, a smart portfolio which is covering stocks and crypto assets based on the metaverse, with the goal of offering a diverse range of investments made for long-term exposure. The portfolio currently includes companies such as Meta, Microsoft, Ares, and Amazon, as well as tokens including Mana, Sand, and Engine. Um, a report has found that um, the Rollin, a layer two uh, chain developed for Axie Infinity, actually processed 500 and 
560% more total transactions than Ethereum in November of last year. Although the total transaction numbers have decreased on the sidechain since November, the sidechain is still process processing more transactions than some layer, layer one protocols, including Avalanche and Phantom. Unstoppable Domain is launching a single sign-on service using NFT domains for Ethereum and Polygon. The new login with Unstoppable will allow users to log in using an NFT domain, which will work like a Google sign-in function. Um, Cash App has integrated the Bitcoin Lightning Network as part of an update to allow faster and cheaper Bitcoin transfers using layer two protocols. And finally, TaxFix has launched a network which allows users to connect across centralized exchanges, decentralized exchanges, DeFi and NFT platforms in order to generate their transaction history when filing their taxes. Users can connect their wallet to their free TaxFix account and the company populates a free tax form for each venue that the taxpayer has connected to with no transaction or wallet limit. And that's all the news I have for you. I hope everyone has a wonderful day. Back to you, Martin. Thank you, Catherine. And we'll wrap things up there. Thank you for your listeners for tuning in. Please check out Crosstower at crosstower.com for more market news and updates. Thanks for listening.